Hello, everybody. Welcome back to this part five episode of Breaking Up a Slot Taboo, where we've been talking about pornography. I'll go ahead and give our quick little disclaimer. There won't be as much as last time, but it needs it anyways. Yeah. Sensitive topics. You may not want to listen with kids around. Um, unless you want them to hear the conversation after you listen to it, whatever. Also, you're not a disgusting person. If you struggle with these issues or any sexual issues in general, you're not disgusting or awful or nasty. Um, so we're just going to jump right into the episode. We're going to be talking about recovery today. Yeah, this episode I think is the, it's going to be the highlight, especially for me. Um, cause I know that these past few weeks we've just been giving some pretty, Depressing, depressing information. information. Not saying that like it's just um, like we we've always hinted at recovery in these episodes, but now we yeah. finally get to like fully talk about it. And that's all we're going to talk about today. So I'm super excited about that. Yeah. So I guess I'll start the question off. What are some things that have helped you recover? Um. Yeah. Uh. So I struggled, and I still struggle with it a lot. Um. I think everybody does. The temptation really comes, like, especially, you know, because I am single, and I do live by myself, so it does come when I'm alone, and, you know, nighttime, because I don't know what it is about nighttime, but man, those... My mother, my mother, my mother would say that evil. There's like a script from the Bible that talks about that evil comes out in the darkness and whatever. Yeah. So my I dad mean, would it just run around in the house and flip on all the lights if I had them off. It was <laughs> <laughs> growing up with Christian Pentecostal parents. Anyway, wake, wake <laughs> up in the mom. middle. Wake it up in the middle of the night with a hand on the forehead. Yeah. Yeah. You know, it's protecting me. Yeah. Anyways, but like it's just because like I, you know, I'm alone and I'm single. You know, it's just like these these thoughts because like I did struggle with it it comes up a lot um but I think for me the main thing that has helped me really recover uh a few things actually so one having my friends know about my struggles um it's recovery is not a walk in the park an accountability partner it's not definitely having a recount accountability partner is something that's just going to make you you know have more responsible you know and uh and just really help you recover through it and like helps you get through the process it makes you responsible yeah one day at a time so i know that there are a couple people bailey being one of them who just like i know that like if i ever need to struggle you know whether it be late at night even though bailey probably would not answer my phone call late at night it depends but you know like having (laughs) having some of my close friends know about it and having that accountability there um it really just helps, you know, because then also if I need to do something instead of just sitting there, you know, and still having this temptation, they're right there, you know, beside me, willing to do it with, you know, um, go out to the lake, go out to the beach, whatever, you know, go get some ice cream. Go to Florida. Go to Florida. Go back to Florida. But um, that's one of the things that's really helped me is having my my friends be some of my accountability partners. Um one of the things helps uh, putting a protection on the phone. Um, I have Covenant Eyes uh, on my phone, but a lot of other there's some other there's ones. some good things. And you know, if you need that on your phone, please let me know. I'll start paying for it for you. I'm like, I don't care. It's just like, oh, don't say that. Anything <laughs> to help. Like, I mean, I heard one preacher do that, and I was like, well, okay. So, but. You know, it's just, it's a good, it's a good little program having that on there. I mean, they, they literally set up 
blocks. Like I remember trying to look up on my phone real quick some porn statistics from the very first episode and my phone wouldn't even let me go on. Mm-hmm. You know, because it has some key words in it and like whether it wasn't those sites, those keywords it's still blocked out. So yeah. It really has some good things. Um another one of the major things I think um that has really helped me is having my pastor know about it. Mm-hmm. Um my pastor and pastor's wife I talked to my pastor's wife first obviously um but just having them to know about it you know and having them just kind of look at me the same way yeah you know there wasn't this whole oh one of my saints is how dare her you know they just kind of looked at me and were like okay we all have struggles mm-hmm. you know thank you for being open about it and we'll let's get through, through this mm-hmm. you know and it's just like that relief of not being judged not being judged and not having this secret you know and the devil the devil would love to just like have you not tell anybody about your struggle because then it's just like you and him alone that know about it also and it weighs i on think you. like if you have a pastor that's not gonna be okay with you struggling i don't know maybe you need to find a different church <laughs> well we'll let you be We'll let you decide that. Because, um, <laughs> I mean, they are... they are. Sorry, that was harsh, but, like, a pastor should be loving and caring. Yeah, it's not issues. necessarily on the saints. It's maybe on the pastor. Not even, like, a senior pastor, but, like, a youth pastor, you know? Um, it's just you do need to find somebody, whether it is a pastor or a youth pastor or stuff like this, um, that you do need to talk to. An authority figure. An authority figure. Because it's different with having my friends know about it. My equals, my peers, the ones, yeah. you know, that I, like, we do stuff together. Then having an authority figure knowing about it, you know. Um, but I think so. those things are some of the main things um, that have really helped me recover through it. Finding different hobbies as well. So... One of the things um, is there is, you know, the chemicals that release during your brain during watching pornography or during masturbation, dopamine. you know, the dopamine and stuff like that. There are things, healthy, <clears throat> good things that can release those same endorphins mm-hmm. in your brain that aren't going to be harmful to yeah. your mental stability, your spiritual stability and stuff mm-hmm. like that. Yeah, like a video game or, you know, something fun. Uh, like me. I'm a, video, I'm a gamer. She, yeah, this. she recently just got addicted to Pokemon. <laughs> yeah. Well, you didn't have to say what game um, I'm pretty sure all of our audience is probably just the same as us. Listen, we all have things that... Like, I watch a lot of anime and I crochet and... <laughs> I like Pokemon. I'm not even ashamed of it. Don't just, be. I don't like people. There's to tons that. of people that will be like, we support you for liking Pokemon. Hashtag <laughs> if you play Pokemon, let me know. Anyways. Anyways, but yeah. Uh, well, we're talking uh, about. Yeah. Because I could talk about Pokemon. Do you have anything else you want to say? Um, no, I mean, those are really the main steps for recovery. Um, those steps are also. Recovery, like I said, is it's a. It's a long it's journey. It's a long, long I would say even like me, I, I, I haven't watched porn in a long time, but that doesn't mean that I don't struggle with it still. I still do. Yeah. It's been years. Yeah. I mean, it's just, it's a, it's just a really long road. 
you know, and I don't want to discourage you on that. Cause I mean, I'm thankful that I started this journey and that there, this, this really long journey, I know what the outcome is going to be. And like, so it makes it all worth it. You know, it makes yeah. the, the times where maybe I fail, maybe I fall, maybe, you know, I don't quite live up to the expectations that I have. It makes it all worth it knowing what the end journey is going to be, you know, recovery from this and yeah, helping somebody else through this, you know, cause the last thing I want is to have, you know, somebody I know that's addicted to pornography and me not being there to help. Yeah. You know, so those are some of the things that I just, I really like. I mean, yes, recovery is a long road, but I think the destination doesn't dis, 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 diminish the journey. Yeah. You know? Yeah. Yeah. You want me to go? <laughs> yeah. Like, I mean, there's like, I mean, it's just the same thing over and over again, you know, yeah. and reading the word and really like diving into relationship with God. Yeah. Cause I think that's what pornography is. You know, there's this missing link. I mean, that's what it that's takes what you away from what matters. Any addiction is. Yeah. Anything outside of God, there's like this part in your heart and there's this missing link in your mind that like you're striving to connect to, yeah. you know, and having that relationship with Jesus just like really solidifies that link and solidifies I will that say part. a relationship with God fixes a lot of issues but growing a stronger not I'm not saying you don't have a relationship with God if you struggle no growing a stronger relationship reading your Bible more praying more I know yeah. there was a certain time where I was really struggling with wanting to watch it and I just Every time I had that feeling hit me, I would stop everything. I'd breathe. I'd try to focus and I would pray. And like, God, I need you to help me get through this. Yeah. And like, sometimes like I'll sit there and I'll start quoting scriptures to myself. Because it's ingrained in you when you've done it for so long. And since you were a kid, it is ingrained in your being. And it takes a lot to fix that. It takes a lot of rewiring. It takes a lot of prayer, fasting, growth, everything. Yeah, I mean, I just, it's, it's anytime those things that, those thoughts and those temptations and, and it becomes too much to bear, I'm thankful that I live right beside the church house because it just, I'm thankful for my church too. And I know uh, Bailey Church, because I used to go to her church, too, whenever you walk in, it's just like, there's just a different feeling. There. Yeah. You know, you know, God is there. And yeah. so it, if I ever have those temptations, I'm really blessed that I live right beside the church where I can just walk in. I can go to the church and I go to the prayer room and I can kneel before God, you know, I can bring my Bible, mm-hmm. you know, some of the best, best night sleeps that I've had or naps, not really nights, but night naps that I've had, I mean, I'm just like little, little moments of peace is when, mm-hmm. when I've really been struggling with something and I'm just able to like walk over to the church, get into that prayer room and just really spend time alone with God. Yeah. You know, because I mean, that's what pornography really does is, it isolates you. It isolates you. And, you know, from, like, physical beings as well as, you know, you God and his spirit. You shut your brain down, too. You know. I mean, you so, actually shut your brain down in those moments. Yeah. I mean, that's the sole focus is watching those scenes and stuff or, or reading about it, you know. But just, like, going into the presence and going into that prayer room, like, it's just, like, the temptation lessens. You know, yeah. even just walking past that threshold, the temptation lessens. Yeah, because it can't, yeah. it can't dwell. Anymore. Yeah, and then just like bringing the Bible and bringing, you know, my relationship and just really talking with him. You know, because like some people have that, 
he can physically talk back to you. Yeah. You're so lucky. Uh, yeah, you know, but he real. just, he really sends me feelings and thoughts, you know, yeah. and just like, it's nice. That's what know. it is for a lot of people too, I think. Yeah, just like, any people that can hear an audible voice, like you're blessed. Like, wow. Like, I hear what sometimes, like? sometimes I'll hear like, it sounds like my, my pastor. Sometimes it'll sound like my dad or my mom. Like, Mm-hmm. I've never heard just a different voice, you know? Yeah. Wow. I'm on a burning bush experience. Like, how cool would that be? Sadly, God doesn't give that us to us all. No, but, like, I'd be so scared, I think. Yeah, I'd be freaked out at first. I'd be like, even what is I remember being a kid and being like, ah, I just want a sign. Yeah. Because yeah. the Bible, you know, happened all the time that's probably why he it's quit a- doing it because people still doubted him so he was probably like ah well let me just stop working miracles no yeah. <laughs> no is that what you did um no no but i mean like you know just going into the prayer room sometimes i'll go up to the piano and i'll play i know this sounds really weird but i know a guy he was like every time i struggled with something or he's like when I wanted to watch it he's like I would just put a bible in front of my face and yep. I was like what in the world like he would actually take his bible and do this like and would just leave it until the thoughts went away I'm yeah. like well if that works for you go for it like maybe not for me I'd feel a little dumb but for yeah. him it works I mean that one that one person where he uh, it's kind of the equivalent of like someone standing on the bible yeah, standing on his word. Yeah, literally. I mean, like, hey, whatever works for I'm not you. Gonna stand on my Bible. I'm not gonna stand on my Bible. That's my baby. Anyways. Yeah, I'm not going to. But hey, hey, whatever works for you. You know, like as long as you're not doing it disrespectfully. Yeah, no. Cool. I you know, can't. You do, I can't you. even put like for me a remote or my phone on my Bible. It freaks me out. Yeah, for me it can't be figurative. For me, it has to be like literal. So, like, I have to sit there. I actually have to open up the words, and I have to sit there and read them to myself. Yeah. You know, because it's not just... It's not like I'm reading words that Bailey wrote to me. Yeah. You know, I'm reading words that God wrote to me. Yeah. I mean, he wrote to everybody, but in that moment, it's, it's to me personally. It's for you, yeah. So, I'll just give a couple of more that I've learned about through and also through personal experience, but... Um, I had listened to a podcast episode where they were talking about how we all, like, millennials, they ha- we have this common issue with us, with long-term viewing periods. Like, we just, anyways, it, we have viewed it for so much. And um, they suggest that stopping all forms, even for marriage, like they suggest this for married people, stopping all forms of sexuality for 90 days straight. Mm. They said they have seen amazing things because it chemically resets the body okay to stop anything sexual like even like just kissing and stuff all sexual no more for 90 days yep if it's sexual no more i can see that they they use this on their patients i can see that happening because like uh it chemically resets your body to get back to that because rewires your yeah, brain to it think rewires about your brain yeah. to think differently. I, I can believe that because you know there's some food things that you do to reset your inner yeah. you know your inner organs or whatever they three all, day juice yeah. fast whatever you know so knowing that it's our brain it's like a mental thing yeah. so having it for 90 days actually doesn't seem that and far they off. also they because of pornography 
giving us this distorted vision of the body mm-hmm. and a distorted figure of like sexuality. They have this thing called sensate touch or okay. like erotic touch. This is mainly for couples. I haven't done this. This was suggested by actual licensed therapists and counselors. But it's if you want to read about it, you can go to Dear Young Married Couple. They talk about erotic touch, sensate touch. It's basically touching your spouse's body and having and not giving into sexual acts. But being able to recognize their body as a body and not just something for sexual gratification. It's basically taking that narrative of um, just body parts and objectification. And, and putting like a body and a soul with it. Yes. That is a actual person and not just their body parts or what they can do for That's... me. I thought that was really cool. They do this with their with their patients and stuff. like, And it has worked for them. I, I personally I... haven't had to do that, but... I wonder if, I just like, thought that was really neat. Whether you feel like you need to do it or not, I wonder if maybe doing it every once in a while Even will just help to reset. a couple. You know, just to reset. Because, I mean, you go... F- I, like, I'm not married. Yeah. For one second. But I've watched married people, and I know that maybe you'll get into, like, a... Um, a rut. Yeah. You know, where it's just, like, the same thing every they Monday. They need to reconnect. Every Monday at 7 o'clock or something. You yeah. know? There's just, like, this little rut. Yeah. So maybe doing that will actually... Reconnecting your brain. Rekindle that. And realizing, hey, like, this is who they are. Yeah. I just thought that was really neat. Yeah, because for married couples watching pornography, you're reaching for something else that is lacking in your marriage. Let's all just be honest. Also, they say it teaches a lot of respect. And I'm like, oh, wow. Because that's something that uh, pornography is. It's very disrespectful. mm Mm-hmm. And if you watched it and you're addicted to it, you, I mean, like that the one person said to you, you stop looking in the, at them as a soul and a mind and you just start looking them at as body parts. Yeah. And so I just, I thought that was really cool and interesting. I don't, I haven't had to do that with my relationship. So for a married couple, I think if you're on the road to recovery, you know, one of them maybe putting that in is going to yeah. be very beneficial. Yeah. And I mean, obviously it works because we have counselors using it. Yeah. Um, so another thing is do not um, make your spouse your accountability partner. This is true. Dear God, it tears that other spouse apart to yeah. have to know you're constantly messing up. Yeah. I if if my husband was messing up, I would not want to know. Like you'd want to know he was struggling. Yeah. Well, you obviously you know. need to have that moment with your spouse and say, "Hey, look, I struggle with this. I've I have watched porn, but they do not need to be the person you come to all the time every single time you mess up." Right. It's like I want to rekindle this relationship. But me telling you constantly it's how much I help. struggle with it is not going to help. No, so it I'm brings that other that. person down. Yeah. There was a couple, a dear young married couple, that he had made her his accountability partner. And she was like, I wish he would have never done that. <laughs> She's like, because he would do good and do good and do good. And I'd start to feel better. And then as soon as he messed up again... It she went right reopened that wound and made her bitter and made her hurt even more. And so spouses don't just don't don't do that. There's one tip that we could give you for young, young for married couples. married couples. Or married couples in general, yeah. Um and you're struggling through and you're trying to run the road to recovery, do not make your spouse the accountability partner. 
yeah, um, just set boundaries and respect yourself. Um, also, just be honest with yourself. Yes. You have got to be honest with yourself. Because saying you don't really have an issue is just sweeping it under the rug. And also coming from, yeah, definitely sweeping it under the rug. But also being accountability and responsible with yourself and the fact that your flesh does like it. Yeah. Let's just admit it. Yeah. Your flesh likes it. Well, obviously, and it was made to be good. And it was made to satisfy the flesh. Yes. Yes. Like... But the way we do it isn't. And I feel like a lot of people are like, oh, and we don't give the devil too much credit. No. Let's just start that off right now. Mm. Addiction sometimes isn't all the devil. No. Sometimes it's just a mental rewiring of the brain, you know. And sometimes it's our fault for mentally rewiring it that way. So I'm not. I'll say that a lot of my issues I caused myself. Yeah, I'm not going to sit here and be like, the devil made me go through this. No. There are some things that, yes, the devil had a hand in playing in. But did it, did I get addicted to pornography from the devil? No. No. People that constantly blame everything on the devil really get me. Yeah. Don't give them too much credit. I heard this beautiful saying and it said, uh, it's time to stop hearing what the devil says to you and start hearing what he says about you. Yeah. You know, so let's stop giving him so much credit. Yeah. Okay. Let's start taking matters into our own hands. Let's start hearing what we can do and not what we haven't been able to do yeah you know um but i mean just admit to yourself that oh i don't like it love no your flesh doesn't like it yeah your flesh likes watching pornography and your flesh likes masturbating and getting off like admit that i mean all flesh does but our spirit and what we should be feeding does not want that because you're breaking the holy union that god has set aside to be for a Singular man and wife. It really, um, I don't have a lot of tips on person, like what has personally helped me recover because I kind of had a God moment and it, and I just stopped. Um, I, I kind of just realized I've got to quit and I quit. Like I'm a rarity though. Yeah, some people, and that, I think that's that that is something that I really appreciate about our friendship too, mm-hmm. is because like she had a God moment. We're so different. Yeah, like, well, about a we, lot of we have similarities, a lot of similarities with but our we stories. Have a but lot of differences. We are so different from each other, and we can give two sides that are so different. Yeah, and I mean, in in this in this instant, she had an addiction to something. She had a God moment. God instantly healed yeah. that. You know, for me, it wasn't an instant healing you know that yeah. it's been a process now i me. will say yeah i quit viewing it but i haven't stopped struggling with it right um i still struggle with uh, like i can see the images in my brain when i go up to pray sing but that's something that comes with having an addiction for so long yeah there are things we do in this world that are our own choices and yeah. because of those choices it will still and sometimes, you know, I mean, mind. sometimes I, I, I'll be reading a book and I'll be like, oh my God, I probably shouldn't be reading this. Right. Or, you know, there'll be little things here and there that I'm like, oh, whoa, like, what are you doing? Just, just stop. Like, but I haven't ever went back to where I was 
I just have little moments, but I will say having a better relationship with God, talking to him more. My church has early morning prayer. And I will say when I actually attend early morning prayer, I'm a better person. Yeah. When I read my Bible every day and pray every day, I'm in a better mood. I, yeah. my days are so much better when I take the time to put him first, when I'm paying my tithes first, when I'm putting him above everything else, when I have an issue, I go to God first. I don't try to deal with it on my own. I go to God first because he helps us and saying, just pray about it gets on my nerves, but in a sense, yeah, pray about it. It really does help. Ugh. As much as I hate saying that because people use it the wrong way. Okay. Now I see where you're coming from now. I'm okay with this. People use (laughs) it the wrong way. Yeah. They do all the time, especially for people that have struggled with suicide and self Oh my gosh. That that's where it really gets me. And they say, just pray about it. Just stop and just pray about it. It, It's not that easy to work out, (laughs) but I will say praying does help. Have you seen those (laughs) memes where like, just just be happy okay wow my depression is gone thanks yeah, yeah like, that's that's exactly it's the equivalent okay but i will say praying does help pray more it I, really it, does help now you need other things to combat it you need accountability partners you need this you need that just praying isn't going to fix it but praying is a key aspect in fixing your issues definitely. which is why anyways i feel like people have good intentions when they say that but they don't add the rest of that they some don't say, yeah, some do. Because when you have prayer and then you have reading your Bible and you have going to church regularly, setting boundaries, you know, respecting yourself, having accountability partners, seeking therapy, doing they just, this and that. They, people who say that, you don't dive into the, like, just pray about it. Like, yes, like she yeah. said, it's a key aspect. But it just, it it's not going to fix everything. It doesn't stop. It's there. not a fix all. It doesn't stop there. It's not just also going about to Bible it. college. is not going to fix your issues. And getting married doesn't fix your issues either. Getting married definitely does not fix your issues. All these things that you think are like, oh, if I do this, it'll fix my issue. No, it won't. No, it. You it have to be the one, along with God, to be able to fix your issues yeah. that you have. And so I, I will say, you really just work on your relationship with God. Put Him first, but also get therapy. Get counseling. The Some of the best times... Now, I will say, I was struggling there for a little while to even go to therapy. And I hated it. And I dreaded it. But when you work through those first couple of weeks of going to therapy, my word, it is the most amazing thing that you could ever I, do for yourself. I love therapy. There are different forms of therapy. Especially our therapist. I our We have the same therapist. <laughs> well, uh, I don't go see her anymore. I'm good. I don't either. I want to. But um, I, I miss need her. to start again. I miss her so much. If you're also, therapy is not like a, a, a negative thing for Christians oh, to go no. to, which we, I wish we're going to do an stop. episode. We're going to do an episode on that one day, but um, just get you a therapist, get you an apostolic therapist, which um, the next part of this episode, I'll give you some resources. Um, I have a bunch of resources written down. Well, I mean, it, uh, I, I would prefer people to get an apostolic you need therapist. To get your, at least try to get your same faith. Get yeah. a faith-based person. I have seen a too Christian. many. Christian. I've seen too many people that I have. Uh, personally, I have a friend that went to therapy, and she was an apostolic woman, and she went to this charismatic therapist, 
and she's no longer an apostolic person mm. because of him and okay. because of the things he tried to teach her and the things he told her about it changed her about biblical facts yes okay that's different that's not therapy like that he, is well he, the things he would suggest and then he would suggest oh you should come to church with us sometime that's and this and that yeah and so it cha- it changed her really bad that's proselyte that's the only reason why i say that's the only reason why i say try to get someone in your same faith okay i get i don't want to risk that i i'm either gonna do one of two things unless okay? it's a really good person that maybe you have suggested to you yeah like by somebody else that you know yeah. i'm not completely against going you know but i would just suggest it i personally like apostolic therapists our preferences are the same yeah. however if you don't have one in your vicinity then you know yeah. then and you feel like you do need to go to therapy cool do that yeah. but also have and know that they're not of the same faith as you yeah you need to have a good biblical foundation and don't be swayed and don't be swayed you know what the truth is you know what it states in the bible yeah. also make sure your pastor is okay with you yeah going. i will say though it is a lot easier to find apostolic counselors nowadays which i'll i'll tell you a couple places you can find them online now oh really there's yeah. places online well, well the upci has a whole thing now for finding a praise counselor. God. So, let's just go on to the next half. <sighs> okay, just to continue on, like, the little therapy part out of it. Um, if you do find a therapist, you know, and you do have a friend that wants to go, maybe your therapist doesn't necessarily work for somebody else. Because therapists have different specialties, as well, you know, there are sexual addiction therapists, there are family therapists, there are trauma uh, counselors. trauma counselors, there are uh, marriage counselors, you know, and they all have different specialties within the therapist. Yeah, counts. I don't really know what the whole it's lingo whole is, night. but there are different, you know, specialties in in therapy, and they all have different tacks as well. Mm-hmm. You know, so what my therapist did with me might not necessarily work with somebody else yeah it worked for me just because we've been through similar situations and we struggled with some of the same things right but like what we struggle with and what we had done to us might not necessarily be what somebody else has done to us so that therapist really doesn't know how to connect Mm -hmm. or not saying that they don't know how to do their job but they really can't they spec they they're specific for one area right they're right. meant to they're so the best thing times. honestly that maybe that therapist can do is recommend somebody else yeah and most of the time they person. do yeah they're really good with knowing like hey i would love to help you and if you want to stick with me i can do as best as i can yeah uh, but this isn't my specialty this, yeah you know so just just don't get in mind that oh what works for one works for all like yeah. no not necessarily like i mean there are things in our bodies that i mean we get a broken foot we're not going to go to a cardiothoracic surgeon yeah. we're going to go to an orthopedic surgeon hashtag yeah. Grey's Anatomy. thank you for that uh <laughs> well that was simple but you know I, anything to shout out grace if that's copyrighted this gets taken be down that'd fine. be stupid <clears throat> anyways but also when you do go get therapy you need to be honest <laughs> be honest with your therapist because legally they can't tell anybody unless you sign off on it uh, yes, and legally, they can't even, like... They can't tell anybody. They can't tell a cop, either. Like, yeah. if a cop comes in with the warrant or whatever, doctor-patient confidentiality. The only reason they're allowed to tell anybody is if you are going to hurt yourself or you are going to hurt other people. Yep. That's the so, only way. thus, 
you need to be as honest as possible. Don't hold anything They back. have seen the nitty gritty, and I bet you any amount of money what you think is the nitty gritty. Yeah. You know, might not even be compared to somebody else's. You know, yeah. you're not their only patient. No. Um, within that hour, you do feel like it, though. Maybe that's why I need to go back to therapy. Just because, like, that one hour, I can talk all about myself. Yeah. You know? And what like, you've been going through. Yeah. And sometimes, you know, that's nice. But, yeah. Since we're on the topic of therapy, here are some programs, people, whatever, that you can go to. Um, dear young married couple, if you are a married couple, they do author or author. Oh my God, they offer marriage counseling. You can go to their website, dearyoungmarriedcouple.com. They have options for. They do personally. They cancel and they do it via online stuff. They go online. They they can do it up through video chat, whatever. Um, they're also the Center for Apostolic Counseling. You can Google that. That is a group of apostolic counselors, therapists. You can find literally any subject you're looking for. And a lot of them do online stuff if you need to do it through video chat. Or you can find one that's close by. They they have a finder where you can type in what city you live in and they'll pull up the closest one. Um, that's really in, help, helpful. There's Insight Counseling Services, which is another apostolic counseling service. It's so amazing that we actually have these available now because we didn't a couple years ago. Yeah. Um, anyways, book recommendations. If you are a reader and you want to read, do you have any? Um, think of no, not off the top of my head. Oh, um, I have Escaping Fantasyland by Stephen oh, Showalter. Sounds okay. Um, I know his kids. He's a TBC alumni. Shout out. Um, he went to TBC. He has this book. You can buy it off of Pentecostal Publishing House. I also think it's on Amazon. I don't know for sure. Um, then there's another book called Healing the Shame That Binds You by John Bradshaw. I'm reading this one, and it's been amazing. Um, there's another one. Oh... I have it written down. Every Man's Battle for You Men Out There. or And another book called Walk of Repentance. Um, that one's really good. And There's a lot of good material out there. There is tons that you can find. Um, so that's just some things that you can do to help. Some programs. Get you a therapist. Get you somebody that's going to help you. And walk through. Get you an accountability partner. I mean. get <laughs> There's different steps. You know. And yeah. they're just like. Uh, first thing is just be honest. Yeah, just admit, be honest. Admit you have a problem mm-hmm. to God and admit it to yourself. Yeah. You know, and from there, don't just stop at admitting then it. Then you move Work on to get... towards fixing it. Yeah. So, know? this kind of goes into where we're going now. Um, our next series is coming up, and we're doing Redeemed Sexuality, Healing and Transformation in Community, but we're doing it through the podcast. It's a 12-week study. I'll just read you the little blurb on the back of the book. Uh, sexual brokenness permeates our culture and has found its way into the church. Even through Christians um, are called to value and celebrate sexuality as uh, sacred and good. It is often a source of fear, shame, and a secret sin, but it doesn't have to be that way. Healthy sexuality concerns what we or concerns what we pursue not just what we avoid so redeemed sexuality invites emerging adults to seek sexual maturity and disciplineship in the context of community integrating theology psychology and spiritual formation uh, 
Participants engaged in the process of transformation by practicing vulnerability, embracing their identity in Christ, and learning healthy intimacy. Um, anyways, that's just a little bit. We're going to do this 12-week study, and I'm excited about it. I'll be doing it because I, I do the study half on this. Mm-hmm. Um, I'm super excited about it. That is super exciting. I'm, I'm ready to... I'm thinking about making a Dropbox folder that I can link in our link tree so that you can access some of the information that they have. They have little stuff to fill out, whatever, in the book. Um, but I feel like I have something else to say, but now I don't remember. It's my brain all the time. It's not just you. I had another suggestion, but now I don't remember what it was. Good Lord, I don't remember either. But anyways, um, it'll come to us immediately after we end recording. And if I, I will link the links and our little and the details of the episode in the show notes yes. or whatever you want to call it. Um, I'll link that. And yeah. So, uh, yeah. And I think, um, this might be our shortest one, but honestly, I mean, it's the shortest one for the longest road <laughs> this year. <laughs> we did this. We wanted to do this for a reason because it leads into the study we were wanting to do. Yeah. And, Anyways, so I think that it's like we we're also going through a twelve week course of you know every other week, every other week um, now of you know a recovery process. You know, uh-huh. just know oh, that uh, you're not. I knew it. I knew you were. What were there, you say? I meant to tell you this in earlier. There is a cool recovery, uh, a, a method to help you when you are triggered. Okay, yes. Trigger. We never talked about that. You have to figure out what your triggers are. Yes. Figure out what they are. And if possible, avoid them. And if there is no way to avoid them, figure out a different method. Yeah. To, like, stop, think, rewire. Yeah. Don't go to porn. Go to something else. Why did we forget about triggers? We know about know. triggers. We get triggered all the time. We know what our triggers are. Yeah. And so, anyways, there is a method that the, the guy that wrote this 12-week series that we're fixing to do, that he wrote called the Floss Method. Ask these questions when you are feeling triggered. I will link this in our link tree and in the show notes. Um, what The first, the F, is called fear. What situation triggered me? Uh, did I go into flatter, fly, fight, flight, or freeze mode? The next one is lie. F-L-O-S-S. Lie. What lie was this fear reaction based on? Um, skip this step if it's unclear, and you can come back to it later or whatever. And then the O in floss is origin story. When have I felt this way before? Notice the triggered feeling and see if you can remember a time in the past when you felt similarly. And then the S is sadness. Or origin story is OS. And then the last S is sadness. What or what do I need to grieve? Stop looking at the bright side of your origin story. Be brutally honest. What you lost because of what happened to you. Allow yourself to feel sad. Sadness requires love. And where there is love, there is healing. It's a great method. I've used it a couple times when I've gotten triggered. Mm-hmm. And it has helped tremendously. So, I think that's where we can leave off for today. This is so exciting. Um, I, we, I'm so glad you've sat with us all the month of April. Five parts. <laughs> Five parts. Uh, all the month of April to talk about this really, really uh, 
big subject that, that I think needs to be talked that about. needs to be talked about and just and it needs to be talked about healthily and it needs to be talked about enough. I believe the church is starting to try to deal with it. And I'm so excited. It's it's exciting to see this change, mm-hmm. you know, to know that because I mean this is the time and the place that we really need to start working. Because through. so many people deal with it now. Yeah. I need to stop avoiding it and I'm glad that we um, are finally acknowledging it. We did five parts on it. We did five parts on it. We are exhausted. I'm so ready um, to not talk about it, but at the same time, like I'm, I'm like, I want to talk on. about it. I want to keep on talking about it until it gets all around I just the world. I want to move on to a different subject. Yeah. Like it's just I, I we're so excited for next month. We already have our lineup for yes, next month. Which we'll post think, later. And fingers crossed, we're gonna try and convince. Oh yeah, we're gonna try to have a guest. I'm not yes, gonna announce say it who. Yet because just in case it doesn't end up happening. Yes, yeah, so next I month we're gonna message them. We're gonna have our fingers crossed. Hopefully I'm gonna already claim it. We're gonna have our first guest. Yes. Uh hopefully. In Jesus I name. am saving Jesus. In Jesus' name we'll claim it. I'm so excited about it. Um we're so excited for this next month. While they're really uh good topics that we need to talk about. Um, but we're going to shed a, you know, a new light on them. Mm-hmm. Um, they're not as, as heavy. Yeah. Was that we the can at least say one of them. It's not as, Which uh, one did we pick? We're going to talk about singleness, mm-hmm. uh, coming from a single lady. Yeah. Uh, I'm so excited about it and the stigma that people have put on single people. Well, at least we say that like one for next or whatever. Month. Yeah. Anyways. <laughs> we'll at least say that part for next month. Yes. We're so excited about all of these new things. We still have so many more. Um, we have like a little note app that we just keep, obviously note app iPhone has notes. Anyways, yes. but if you have any other suggestions or you have any questions or concerns we or comments. We have a long list of things we want to talk about, but we felt like porn needed more than just was, one episode. This was it. This was it. Yeah. It, it needed definitely one needed one more. One, more than one. Uh, can you imagine us sitting here talking about it for two, three hours? We would have lost like half of it. Yeah, no. I would have I would have fallen asleep in it, but I'm so glad um, that we you sat. I wouldn't have listened to it. I wouldn't have either. <laughs> I wouldn't even listen to my own voice for that long. So glad you sat with us for this long. Um, we are we thank you so much. We always continue to um, we love your support. Please you know? share this with your friends. Share it on you know Facebook, Instagram, whatever. We do have an Instagram. We need to be um, more active on it. We've just been going through. We've just hell been back. yes, and we're super super busy, but we do try. Um, and I, as we release the episodes, you know, it's the least we can do. We do try to be as active, but you know, we're super super busy. We have lives. Everyone see, does. You know, see. we have jobs, I, I recently too. just lost a very close friend of mine. And I had another friend that I thought was fixing to die who just had a baby. And I'm, like, over here freaking out about all this. And yeah, it's just, <sighs> it's been crazy, you know. Um, so, anyways, uh, thank you for joining us on this whole entire episode on uh, pornography on Breaking Apostolic Taboo. My name's Alicia Kreger. And I'm Bailey Roman. And let's, let's start, start talking. talking.